You're listening to the Mike Hosking Breakfast Podcast from Newstalk ZB. Battle over wages and their link to inflation continues to be increasingly complex. The public pay freeze, remember that, brought in during the pandemic, that's melting. This was the one where anyone over $100,000 a year wasn't getting any more. Uh, despite the fact, as we found out a week or so back, a lot of them actually did anyway. Well, now it's a whole new approach, apparently. Chief Economist at the New Zealand Initiative, Eric Crampton's with us. Eric, morning to you. Good morning. Now, they're talking in their note, I noted yesterday, about retention. So they've got issues like everybody else. They've got to pay to keep people behind the desk. That's true. And you've also seen a bit of flipping around between departments. So if you've got a bit of a salary freeze on, the easiest way to get a pay increase is to take a similar role from a different ministry. So that leads to a denigration of expertise within any ministry. You can get complaints from business that they can never keep track of anybody who's been in the role long enough to know what they're doing. <laughs> One of the reasons for that is the incentives created under pay freezes. The <laughs> How big a influence does the public sector have in skewing the labour market with money and pay rises? Uh, work about a decade and a half ago now by John Gibson, um, he's now at Waikato University, was showing that where elsewhere you'd see the, the usual trade-off of the public sector is that you're paid a little bit less than private sector, but you've got a heck of a lot more job security. Uh, here he was showing that public sector pay was a little bit ahead, all else equal, with the job security. Now, that was some time ago, and it has to be replicated now, but it's pretty certain to be the case that pay in the consultancies is better than pay in the public sector. Otherwise, you wouldn't see public servants leaving the consultancies to go and do similar work, yeah. or le- leaving the public sector to go and do similar work for the consultancies. See, I just don't get where this all ends, because we all accept that pay rises, especially large ones, are inflationary. Yesterday, the Otago Council, Regional Council, they're now paying bus drivers a minimum 30 bucks. Air New Zealand are upping theirs to $30. That's an increase of 24%. It's all inflationary. Where does it end? Well, it ends with the Reserve Bank having to get inflation back under control. So all of the things that you're talking about are relative price changes. So when inflation hits, It affects demand for labor across different sectors in different ways. So some employers are going to have to do a lot more to um, keep keep staff by bidding wages up or providing other valuable considerations to their workers. That process will induce workers to shift from one sector to another. It all gets a little bit messy. But all of that itself isn't inflation. What's inflation is the Reserve Bank printing a whole pile of money and presiding over loose monetary conditions. That leads to all of these distortions everywhere else. Now, the more that the Reserve Bank sees people uh, negotiating big salary increases that look like they're predicated on an assumption that inflation is going to keep going, the Reserve Bank will have to push harder to stop that because it needs to get inflation expectations back in line. So people are expecting that it's only going to be 2% a year ongoing. Unfortunately, we're not quite there yet. there's We're not even close to that. Substantially, oh no! Uh, so inflation has been running very high. Inflation expectations are down a little bit from that, but it's going to take a while yet for that to get bedded back. It's really a reserve bank job, and it's it. it it sounds great for the Reserve Bank's chief economist to come in saying, "Oh well, we're all a little bit poorer now, and we should all be trimming our belts." They pushed real wages down by presiding right. over very high inflation, right? And workers are just trying to get some of that back. Yep, it's exactly what I said the other day. Listen, Eric, I appreciate your time very much. Eric Crampton, Chief Economist at the New Zealand Initiative. He refers to Paul Conway, who had a gall to come out and say, look, we just got to accept we're a bit poorer. Why are we poorer, Paul? Because you printed so much bloody money and threw it into an economy that was closed. 
And guess what happens? By the way, that Otago Regional Council thing I mentioned with Eric a moment ago, 30 bucks an hour. So if you're a bus driver, right, and you're in Auckland on $28 an hour, why don't you go to Otago for $30 an hour? That's an 8% increase. The Air New Zealand thing I mentioned, this is for their uh, bases. Christchurch, Auckland, Wellington, entry level at $30 an hour goes up to um, $23.52, uh, was $23.52. So you're talking about a 27% increase in pay. But from Air New Zealand's point of view... If you haven't got anybody, what do you do other than pay more money? And then having paid more money, what is that if it is not inflationary? For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.